You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 1, with your hosts, Brian J. Hatcher and Tony Slack. Doing good, Tony. So, let's uh, start out um, um, with uh, well, you know, this weekend, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out. We both we both saw it. So, yeah, no, that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Uh, it, it did as well in the bo- in the in the uh, box office as I thought it was going to do. It uh, did nearly half a billion. Uh, a little bit the- of money. Yeah. yeah. So, so what did you think? I thought it was just as awesome as the first. Oh, it yeah. was more of what I expected. Mm-hmm. You could slap those two movies together and just make it one continuous story in my book. Oh yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and there was a lot of there was a lot of things that were set up in the first movie, of course, that they mm-hmm. they did in the second. Yeah. Now, um, uh, let me go ahead and just announce. Now, I figure we're just we're, this is going to be a spoiler. We're going to our discussion is going to bring out some spoilers. Yeah, so, yeah. if um, if you haven't seen the film yet, pause this, go see the film, and then come back. Yeah, yeah so. just uh, it's just like controlling time. Well, there you Just go. Just pause us, enjoy life, and then come back. There you go. Exactly. So, uh, so I tell you, the thing about it is, of course, I'm being an older fellow as I am. I, I love the music, and I, I love oh, yeah. the, new, the new music. And, and the thing about it is, actually, the music played more of a part in uh, in the uh, in the second movie than it did in the first. Specifically, you know, that song "Brandy, You're a Fine Girl" oh, because yeah. it was a thread that was kind of all the way through the film. Oh yeah, and uh, by the end of the movie, he was like, "Ah, oh, Brandy, Brandy, ah, yeah, that's not just a song anymore." No, it's not just a song anymore. But what's really interesting, of course, is in both both films, you have the you know the 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 music isn't just something that's playing in the background; it's something that that you know the characters have you know it's because because of the tapes you yeah. know oh it helps tell the story oh absolutely yeah. so which but i tell you what I, I i wasn't sure which one i liked better the first and the second i'm sure you catch me on what on a different day i'll say you know maybe i like the first one better or maybe i like the second one better the first had the advantage that nobody saw that coming oh they, yeah yeah. It, it was not like anything you'd ever seen in the theaters before, as yeah. far as superhero movies. Went. Oh yeah, it was like Marvel just went to Disney or vice versa, however that works, and they were like, "Okay, uh, I know we've got a guy coming out later that can control ants, but until we get there, uh, we got this great idea with a tree and a raccoon." <laughs> yes, exactly. and they were like, "Okay, so which one of them talks?" Well, they they, they both talk. Yeah, one but, of them can only say one thing though, but everybody knows what he means. Yeah, but the audience won't. Exactly. But they'll explain it to the audience. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, once they did that, uh, they could pretty much, like I've heard you say, print their own money. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was the thing. I had a, a friend of mine. He said, "Okay, this is where this is where Marvel has jumped the shark. This is where everything goes off the rails. You're not gonna people are are not gonna they're not gonna be on board for a, a walking tree and a talking raccoon." And I said, "Hey, look. At this point, I mean, Marvel had." had knocked a bunch of movies out of the park and they were at a point yeah. they were at a point right now where they could kind of get away with okay this may be a little bit weird but hey yeah. where have we steered you wrong before you know and so 
And I mean, not to say that everything they did up to that point was a hundred percent perfect. I mean, the Hulk. No, movie, no. The the Hulk movie had its issues. Yeah, the Hulk has always suffered a little for some reason. You know, but... and 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 the first two Thor movies, I mean, are not the best that they've done. They were bland. I mean, that's a good yeah. way to put it. You didn't have great villains. You you had Chris Hemsworth, who makes an awesome Thor. Yeah. But he's only as awesome as the story they throw him in. Yeah, so. that's true. And really, to be honest, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the 3D in the first Thor movie. Yeah. Because, and I've said this a lot of times, you know, the secret to good 3D is high color, high contrast. Yeah, yeah. And if you put him in a frozen gray world, yeah. everything looks like mud. Yeah. So it, it yeah. was really difficult to watch that film in 3D, so it didn't really do for me. But, like I said, again... Marvel, they they had their they've had their issues in the past, but I mean for the most part that you know you knew they were they were fans of the oh, material yeah. Yeah. and they were they were bringing some good stuff and so they said hey mm-hmm. you know give us a chance with this yes yeah. it, it it's a it's a space opera with a talking raccoon and a walking tree but yeah. trust us yeah. and I mean the trailers just looked amazing yeah, yeah. so and, and they still did no justice for experiencing that film the first time in theaters. I know. Because you were like, as awesome as that trailer was, and as much as I wanted to see it, mm-hmm. I want to come back and see it again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because right? you you just, if you weren't familiar with that part of the Marvel Universe, then you had no way of knowing how awesome that movie was going to be. And there's no way you could take it all in the first time. You would want to go back and say, I missed this because I was, I was still trying to wrap my head around a talking tree. Or oh, I was yeah. still trying to figure out what rocket is oh yeah but yeah oh my god i've watched that first one a half a dozen times and i mean seriously sat and watched it from beginning to end oh yeah and and the second was just a a continuation of all this the one thing too is i mean you think about this i mean a lot of the scenes of the tray in the trailer which is basically you know the guardians fighting this big toothy space squid thing whatever that was that was the title sequence. Yeah, that was an opening credit. It was the opening credit. <laughs> yeah, it meant nothing to the story. You know, but it, by God, did it look awesome? I know. It is like, the, I, well, I mean, most of uh, most of the stuff that you see in the trailer happens, except for maybe one or two very small scenes, happens pretty much the first ten to fifteen minutes oh, yeah. of the film. Yeah, they pretty much made the trailer out of the, out of, the first what quarter of the film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's not really a situation where the trailer even begins to spoil the movie. No, if you've absolutely seen it, not. It's just you know, which again, you know, a lot of trailers that come out, you know, you, you got the ending, you know, you get the ending in the trailer. Yeah. Very often. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you didn't have a clue. I mean, we can get into it more in a little bit, but you know, I was halfway through with this movie, and I'm thinking, where the hell is a villain at? Oh yeah. yeah, this movie is awesome, but what's the threat? What's going to happen? Exactly. And they they kept you hanging on, wondering until the big reveal, and yeah. then you were like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it uh, is, for the for the most part, if you watch the trailers, you got the idea that the the main villain was going to be the sovereign, you know, the gold yeah. the gold rays. Yeah. yeah. And for the most, I mean, that's pretty much what you what we all we all figured. But it turns out that they're more of like a nuisance villain. Like yeah, yeah. in the first one, that was pretty much the Ravagers. Yeah, they were you know every time the uh, the Guardians would try to you know do something, you know the Ravagers would or in their way be, or slow them. The down. Ravagers and Yondu would show up and, and yeah. make things difficult for everybody. And that's yeah. that's kind of the situation that the Sovereign, the, that race yeah. did. You know they'd show up in their their. Yeah. Uh, uh, remote controlled ships. Yeah, they were just, almost uh, comic relief to a certain extent. I mean, they 
Oh, yeah. You never felt like they were going to really see through with any evil plans, because they just didn't have it in them. Oh, yeah, definitely. They almost reminded me of that race of villains in the uh, Tim Allen Space Adventure. Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest, they, yes. They, they were really almost about as much of a threat as those dudes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Although, of course, if... Um, if you stay, if you stay for the extra, uh, the the after credit yeah. stingers, of course, then you find out, oh, they're going to make things really very difficult. difficult. Exactly, yes, yes we very got that. Difficult. The introduction, uh, the introduction of um, Adam Warlock. Yeah, yeah, and, which and uh, it was a great introduction, just to give us a little teaser of what's coming down the road. So, oh yeah, d- definitely. So that it'll be inter- That'll probably be uh, Guardians Three, which is, which is interesting because of course that's going to come out after. Uh, Infinity. Infinity War, yeah, and yeah. which is strange because, of course, Adam Warlock was a huge part of Infinity War in, in the comics. He's you'd almost want to call him the protagonist yeah. of of, of, the, of Infinity War, and it's like he's not going to be anywhere to be seen, which is strange. But you know, again, uh, Marvel. So, yeah. and and who's to say that the the Infinity movie just wraps up neatly at the end you know well i mean there's this talk about how it's going to be two films but it's it's, again it's like it's it's two films but not exactly that uh, two films it's like they're going to be related but but not like a part one and two uh, like a a, uh, an obvious split so i'm not sure what they're going to be doing but uh, i'm I'm looking forward to it we're on board oh um, yeah definitely i mean so far and uh, we got two more, more, two more Marvel movies coming yeah, up at yeah, this point. Yeah. You know, we got Spider-Man: Homecoming, yeah. which every time I see a trailer for that, it's just amazing. Yeah. And again, uh, one of the, uh, and then of course we got Thor: Ragnarok coming yeah, out. In, yeah. And uh, I don't November. know. Yeah, and I don't know which I'm looking more forward to seeing because uh, I know you're excited to see the Spider-Man: Iron Man team up. Yeah. Well, you know, and, I've I've been a big fan of Spider-Man forever. Yeah. And I, I I'd said for. I mean, for years, I you know I knew that Sony owned Spider Man, and there was no way they were going to let let him go. And I'm like, but yeah. you know, if you could just see Spider Man in the Marvel universe, and they made him a kid, mm-hmm. I thought that would just be fantastic. And it's like, well, Santa got my letter. So, yeah. and I tell you, one of the, one of the big advantages I had to seeing Guardians Volume Two in the theaters in 3D was I got to see the Spider Man trailer, and I got to see the Thor trailer in 3D. Nice. Um, Watching the Hulk run toward <laughs> run toward the audience in 3D was was pretty awe inspiring. That should be a little overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. it was. It <laughs> definitely was. So I mean, yeah, Mar- I mean, Marvel's got a couple films still left to go, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I love the fact that I mean, back on Spider Man, that they went with a teenager. Because yeah. who's to say this kid isn't going to knock it out of the park and be you, Jackman? Yeah. Wolverine as Spider-Man, you know, I mean, he he might be our twenty-year Spider-Man, which would be awesome to see that character oh, develop yeah. and keep going between his own Sony pictures and over to Marvel and Disney. I mean, that's just that's awesome what they can do with that kid. Oh well, you know, and the thing about it too is, I think it um, with having a younger person. I mean, by having a, a, a teenager, or preteen, yeah. um, to have somebody who is that age but can still hang with the adults. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a power fantasy for for most young people. Oh yeah, and, and Civil so, War was spectacular with introducing him. Oh, absolutely! God, you couldn't have asked for anything better. No. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of torn whether or not I, I whether or not they I feel like they should have put that in the trailer or not. I'm I'm not sure. Oh, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost. In one sense, I feel like it would have been a great surprise if he'd have just showed up in the if I'd have seen him in the theater and had didn't know he was coming. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, at the same time, seeing him in that trailer. Oh yeah. But again, here's 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 the thing that Marvel has this tendency of doing. I they're not. I know that D that DC and Warner Brothers has played up this rivalry in the cinematic universes, yeah. which I don't think Marvel really has kind of picked up the they real. It's not like they really kind of picked up that that gauntlet and decided to do that. You know, yeah, they're they, not really finding. They're doing what they do. But there is those moments where. Warner Brothers will make an announcement. They'll release a trailer, and like right after that, Marvel will drop a trailer that just nobody's talking about the DC trailer. Yeah, yeah, you just instantly forget. It's almost like medicine, though. That's the way I look at it. It's it's like (laughs) you've been traumatized because you know something bad's coming, but then you know. I I tell you the perfect example is like when you see a baby getting the the picture and they got the little squeaky animal. Yeah, the baby's crying. He just saw the DC trailer, (laughs) and they start squeaking the toy. And that's like that's Marvel, and it makes the baby smile. It's like forgets all about being upset. Hey, well, in all in all fairness, <laughs> uh, the Wonder Woman trailer did the la- the the final trailer did open up yesterday. And yeah. it, it, the trailer looks good. It looks true to Wonder Woman in my book. I mean, yeah, I but mean, I'm so nervous. Yeah, well, I just I just DC they they haven't quite and Warner Brothers they haven't quite cracked the code yet, and I think part of that has to do with. Again, they're too busy trying to eat off of Disney's uh-huh. plate. They're, they're they're spending too much time looking at what Disney's got yeah. when they should just be con- more concerned with, yeah. you know, just doing their own and, and and you know get some people who who have an appreciation for the source material exactly. But but keep them. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. You know. You have because we'll just bring up the Ben Affleck thing again. Yeah. Why not? Um, I, I can't imagine anybody who's a bigger fan of Batman than Ben Affleck. Yeah, and uh, and especially a, a man that's in Hollywood that has the money, yeah, and and the the way to get things done the way he believes that you know fans of Batman want it done. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know the source material and yeah. doesn't appreciate it. Not to mention, well, you know, you have a you have a you know you have an Oscar winner in that director, yeah. and that he brings in an Oscar winner as a as a screenwriter. Exactly. And you know Ben Affleck's got an Oscar for screenwriting, and they're working together on the script. And you got Ben Affleck directing, and you know uh, he an amazing director. Mm-hmm. Loved Argo. Yeah. Argo was just amazing. Yeah. So I knew that he would he would bring a ton of stuff to the Batman. Well, yeah. But you know you have that situation, and then suddenly Warner Brothers decides no, we're, we're not going to have Ben Affleck direct it. He, you nah. can you can just start it. You can, you can direct it. And here's and, your script back. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's what? Like, what? What's going on? But yeah. again, I think Warner Brothers just has this habit of just micromanaging everything. Yeah, they they don't trust their creators. They don't trust their writers, and apparently they don't trust the stars of their shows because no, you know Ben Affleck is he's Batman. Yeah, but this guy loves Batman, and you know that he can write one hell of a script. And that he can do some magic, let the guy do it. You no, know, absolutely. I mean, you got to at least have some trust. Now, um, admittedly, their their choices, in, uh, especially at the beginning of the franchise, some of their the choices that they made, like what? Uh, you well, let's start <laughs> off. Let's start off with Green Lantern, and we'll we'll go on from there. Yeah, Green. Um, Green Lantern, not the best film, and then they they do basically a reboot. They start over again and bring in Zack Snyder, who uh, can shoot a pretty film. Yeah, definitely he can shoot yeah. a pretty film. But he just got this idea that, 
hey, I got a bunch of DC characters. Let's turn them into a Watchmen's hairband. Yeah. And yeah. no, 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 it's that it's, wasn't exactly what you needed to do. No, uh, no one needs to see Superman brood like he's a kid working at uh, Hot Topic. Oh yeah. Well, you know, here here's the funny thing. You've got you, you got uh, you got Superman, and you got his both his parents after the two movies, basically telling them, "Hey, you don't know you don't know humanity anything." Oh, no. You know, you got Batman, who's basically hiding off somewhere, except when he decides he wants to burn somebody burn a brand in somebody and send them to prison yeah, yeah um and then you got wonder woman and her and her mother hippolytus telling her you know the world of man doesn't deserve you i'm like is there not a hero at all in this entire in this entire franchise that likes people and yeah. wants to help them at all it just makes you wonder did jor-el pick the right father to raise his son yeah i, I, I mean you know it's like okay uh What's going on here? Uh, you chose the Kents because they were just these morally good people mm-hmm. to raise your son. Yet you're telling him that maybe you shouldn't have saved those kids in the bus that was sinking in the river. Yeah. I, I don't think there was an option there for Clark. No. Clark's good. He's yeah. going to do that. Yeah, I, I would think so. And I, I, at least I would hope so. You know, I it, uh, just, just don't listen to Jonathan sometimes. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, you know, if he hadn't listened to Jonathan, Jonathan'd still be alive. Exactly. I mean, that, wow. Yeah, that, I mean, oh. it, you know, that drives me nuts sometimes. I'll be watching uh, even the DC series on television, which I love so much more than yeah. the movies. But sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll be watching it, and I'll be like, "Why doesn't Supergirl do this? She's fast enough to do this. Why doesn't the Flash do this? He could have went and came back without them even realizing it, and then it goes back." to uh, Man of Steel, and it's like, you could have went over and saved your dad, ran through the Taco Bell drive-thru, and came back with him standing beside you, and no one would have been the wiser. Yeah. But you let him die. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Exactly. Well, you know, the thing about it is, in the in, in uh, the Chris Reeves Superman, his father does wind up dying of a heart attack, yeah. but again, that was a... That was a kind of a powerful moment because he could do everything. He has all these powers, but he couldn't save his father. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah, yeah it was just natural selection. Yeah, it was yeah. Jonathan's time to go. Yeah. And this then, time, not so much. I mean... He just he sat there and, and, and watched him as as basically uh, her, uh, a tornado basically does this really odd-looking wipe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I have the, I have the highest hopes, and I have to say hopes for Wonder Woman, because... Yeah. So much is depending on this film. I think it's almost like the last hope. I know we'll get Justice League either way. But if Wonder Woman comes out and it is literally what we saw in the trailer, and there's no surprises, there's nothing to it to make us say, oh my God, then. Well, you know, the thing about it is, I I don't know if I want to go into too much detail in case people haven't been on the internet, but I think that with Wonder Woman, there is a. the villain hasn't really been revealed in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, we've got this Doctor Poison character, very original, <laughs> very original Doctor Poison. Yes, but um, but they're kind of playing her off as the villain. Yeah. But I think yeah. it very much it's like the Sovereign in in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Two. Yeah. That's that's sort of a side character. There's actually uh, a, a major villain that they're not. They're not yeah. tipping we, off. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but at right. the same time, I just wonder if we should give DC that much credit. Well, let's hope, right? I, I mean, let's hope, yeah. and let's hope that that it works out. But you know, the thing about it that worries me, of course, is that if Wonder Woman doesn't work out, 
I mean, we're still going to get Justice League. It's, that's already been shot. Yeah, but what are we? What else are we going to get? Because I, yeah. what a nightmare to say we've got to scratch all this again. Yeah, well, I almost think at that point you've got to well, wonder if, if Warner Brothers should even have DC at this point. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that's going to that's going to change. But no. I mean, the thing about it is my my hope is that Wonder Woman does well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But if Wonder Woman doesn't do well, my next hope is that Atomic Blonde just blows you know, the box office out mm-hmm. of the water just so that Warner Brothers doesn't fall to this horrible fallacy of, well, you know, you put a woman in a, in a lead in an action movie, it doesn't work. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you would think by now that Hollywood could see things like Salt and Kill Bill and realize, yeah, it does work. You just yeah, they're out to, there. They're definitely out yeah. there, and it's just, you you, you got to have the good story. Yeah. And so, I mean, I believe me, I hope, I mean, I hope and pray Wonder Woman works yeah. out. I hope Justice, like, you know, as much as, you know, you know, any anybody who even says anything bad about the about the DC films, you know, you're just a Marvel fanboy. No, absolutely like, not. I love Superman. I was raised on DC Comics, and I yeah. didn't care for Marvel. Infinity Gauntlet series was what got me started on Marvel. Yeah. When I was uh, in my late teens, but yeah, this. This stuff with DC, you know, I'm just it's well, so they, far from what they've got to stop micromanaging their films, yeah, man. I yeah. mean, I, I you know, admit maybe you've made some bad choices in the past, but you know, make better choices. But let let these people go, you know, yeah. let them run. That's why I should be just absolutely excited about the news that Joss Whedon is going to be doing a Batgirl film. Yeah. But I tell you what, I bet you even money the film doesn't even get made. Uh, it doesn't surprise me if it doesn't. I mean, it, yeah, it just. You gotta trust trust Josh. Yeah, Josh. Let Josh, him we, do his thing because he's gonna work you some magic. Yeah, well, th- exactly. I mean, you know, he can do this. Yeah. Let him let him do it. Don't don't sit there and sit on his shoulder and try to tell him how to do this stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is one of the pillars of what built the Marvel universe, the Absolutely. cinematic universe. Yeah. But again, you know, if you start to micromanage him and and all that stuff, and he he winds up walking. Yeah. Which I wouldn't blame him. No, no. Because the thing about it is, at this point in his career, how many times has he got messed over? Yeah. I mean, just absolutely. You know, just with Firefly. Yeah. You know, I, there's a there's a certain level of BS he's just not going to put up with. No, no, he'll walk. And he because shouldn't. And he shouldn't. He's got too many options. He's yeah. too talented to. Yeah. Pretty much take anyone's crap. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's. I mean. He's proved his worth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hope again. I just hope that, you know, that Warner Brothers. I just don't know what it's going to take for them to, yeah. fi- to figure figure out what you know the the formula. Yeah, and the thing is with Wonder Woman, like I said, I, I'm right there with you. I, I want this to work. I want it to work so bad. But even watching the trailer, and the, the, maybe this is just me, but I look at that trailer. And I think you're still trying to duplicate what Marvel's doing. I mean, you're doing a, a time period piece. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a hero holding a shield, getting shot at by Germans, and I'm like, where have I seen that before? Oh, yeah. wait a second. But you know, let's see where it goes. You know, you know, mm-hmm. let's maybe they're going to take it somewhere that we didn't expect, and this movie is going to be amazing. And that's what I want to see. Oh well, that's definitely that's definitely what I want to see. But you know, and I think the reason they, it, I mean, Wonder Woman was a World War Two character, and I'm sure they, they shifted it to World War One. Yeah, they, they, to keep it from being too. Yeah, but you know, here's the other thing too: is that one of the problems that I see with Wonder Woman is you know it's going to have a downer ending. Yeah. It, it and not just because it's Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers that all their superhero movies have downer endings. Yeah. Anybody who's seen 
Batman v Superman knows that something happened really badly that made one made Diana made Wonder Woman, you know, leave. Fall back. Yeah, yeah. go f- yeah. fall back on her thing. And I mean, definitely in the trailer you see how gung ho she is to go into the world of man and make a difference. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to speculate on what how bad it's going to be or what's going to happen. I, I I mean, surely my first guess is going to be everybody's first guess of what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, especially with what you know, how Diana in Batman v Superman looked at the picture of her and Steve Trevor yeah, and, and those yeah. other people. I mean, you know, something really bad's yeah. going to happen. It's like, wow, that's going to kind of yeah. suck. You're going to have your movie with a, like a real down ending. But they've got to, I mean, and that too, you're, you're kind of, again, it's, it's kind of the same problem we ran into with, uh, with Rogue One. Yeah. You've already got history set up. Yeah, so you're boxed in. You're boxed yeah, in yeah. at this point. There's no real getting out of it. Yeah. So they box themselves in with Batman v Superman. You're, you're not really going to get away from yeah. that really bad ending. So. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I think everybody knows that you know, Steve Trevor is her love interest. Yeah. And but you're setting Steve Trevor in World War One and uh Justice League's gonna be in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So uh Steve Trevor's been gone for probably eighty years. Yeah. So and, and you know, especially with the D C reboot, uh in the comics and you know, their whole series, uh Steve Trevor was a big part of the reboot modern day. Right. So and, and you know, you can go with different versions of Wonder Woman and Steve mm-hmm. Trevor. But it's just you're like Okay, he's not going to be there, and that, that's kind of disappointing because this is a new character. I love Chris Pine. Yeah, and he might just be boxed into that. Yeah, he's World gonna, War One flick, and, yep, and that's, that's the last it. You never, see of him. yeah, you're never, you're never going to see him except in pictures yeah. or whatever. Because, but you know, I, I, I just have this feeling, of course, that old Steve, he may not make it to the end credits. No, you no. Know, I'm just, uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. So, well, maybe DC will uh, be brave and, you know, make an Agent Trevor television series to, <laughs> to get boxed in with another well, popular agent. Oh, there Marvel. you go. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I yeah. Guess. But, um, well, I, I tell you one thing we can uh, talk about, cause there's been a lot of really good television recently. Uh, uh-huh. last week, the, um, the, uh, the WGA, the Writers the Writers Guild of America, finally came up with a, an agreement with the AP, the AMPTP. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers and and the Writers Guild of America were like, yeah, let's let's not have the same disaster that we had oh years ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it, it was the beginning of the end of so many great series for me during that time. I oh mean, yeah, Heroes Lost. 24 suffered. Jack Bauer suffered. When you've done something that made Jack Bauer suffer oh, yeah. and not succeed in his mission, you've done something horribly you've, wrong, you've, my you friends. Have fouled up, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, we really are, now that we've got Netflix and Hulu and, you know, HBO and Stars, I mean, we really are in the second golden age of television. Yeah, we have endless entertainment. Value. AMC. <laughs> AMC. And, and the thing about it is, I, I was kind of a two. It was kind of strange because I was I was of two minds about this whole thing because on the one hand, I, I don't watch a lot of television, but the television I do watch I really enjoy, and I, I would just hate to see, you know, Walking Dead basically get tanked because they they're out, you know, the writers go on strike or whatever. Yeah, somebody comes you know. in and says, let's give Carl Grimes a mechanical eye. <laughs> exactly. You know, some crazy thing like that. Or, you know, you have, a, you know, American Gods just started. I've, yeah. I've already finished the second episode. Have you, you watched I have not watched the second episode yet. I'll Ooh. be watching it tonight. Oh, it's, 
amazing. I'm sure it good is. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. I'm really, as a big fan of the book. And I love all of that stuff. And I would hate to see all that stuff break up. But, but oh, at the yeah. same time, I'm also a writer. Yeah. And it's, it's really kind of weird as far as being a writer is, it's strange because if you write novels or short stories mm-hmm. or novellas or even poems, yeah. if you write newspaper articles or nonfiction books, yeah. I mean, there's a certain level of respect that you get. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the weird thing is if you write scripts, however, uh-huh. movie scripts, television scripts, comic book scripts, suddenly you're the scourge of the earth. It doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. Well, I think part of it has to do with when you're writing a script, you're just part of a process. If you if you write a novel yeah. or, or a short story or a poem or you write a, a newspaper article, you're the beginning and the end of yeah. the process. Yeah, I get you. You know, in, in scripts, you're just the start of a process, yeah. and it has to go through a lot of different things before it gets out there. Yeah. And so, although, I mean, although nothing happens without the writer... You know, you have to kind of put the writer on the back burner to get it through the rest of this stuff, so yeah. that you kind of forget about the writer. Yeah. And so, very very often the writers kind of get the short shrift, you know, and it's like that's why they have to threaten to strike every so many you know, years. Say, hey, we're still here. And, yeah, uh, and we're, we're still, kind of important. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> we kind of make your stuff because it just sometimes it feels like, you know, if they could get away with it, they pay writers a, a dime bag full of toenail clippings. You know, that's that's what you would get. Did you ever wonder maybe wouldn't it be great if like just certain writers went on strike, like the ones for DC and Warner Brothers? <laughs> oh, like that was the only ones that went hey, on strike. Not, well, the thing about it is, it's like you don't have. I mean, a lot of the screenwriters for Warner Brothers don't have to go on strike because they're they're getting their stuff kicked out. Yeah, yeah. People are true. just not. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at. Going all the way back to Green Lantern, it was like you, you had like six different screenwriters with credits. Oh yeah, and yeah. if you know anything about the WGA and how much you writing you have to do to get a screen credit, and you had six of them, it's no, you know, it's no surprise that the whole thing was like a, was like a, a train wreck. Oh yeah, it was an utter bomb. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember going to see it in theaters and thinking, there is no way that this is the beginning of something good. And well, it wasn't. No, no, so no. So it was like, well, we'll just pretend like that never happened. Yeah, but, this. Hey, you can you can look on the bright side. It did give uh, Ryan Reynolds something to joke about in the Deadpool movie. That's right. I gave him inspiration. All righty. All right, man. Well, you know, this was our premiere episode, and uh, we're going to be posting these video. I'm going to be posting this on YouTube, uh-huh. and we're going to I'm going to post on SoundClouds for people for those of you who, who want to listen to it that way. And we're working to get this on iTunes. So, of course, if you're hearing this on YouTube, um, in the comment section down below, you know, if you have any suggestions or st- things you'd like to hear us talk about, just certainly put that there. And I think uh, also if you're on the Twitters, you can hashtag GeekWatch, and I'll be looking out for those. Nice. So, and hopefully we'll be doing, like, one of these every week. That's okay. A, that's sort of my plan. Yeah. So if you yeah. if you think you can put me into your schedule, Tony, we well, can sure. we'll, really do we'll that. We'll see what we can do to pin you in. <laughs> yeah, we will pay. We'll pin you in. <laughs> All right. So this has been Geek Watch. My name is Brian Hatcher, and for Tony Slack, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good night. <laughs>